What is up, everyone? And welcome to episode 121, as my dad so finally interrupted in the middle of 121, uh, of the Bench Time Podcast with Todd and Brett Wiley. This week on the show, we have Jason Jensen. So um, we're going to... First of all, thanks for coming on the show, Jason. I know it's a late night here. Hey, thanks for having me again. <laughs> again? This is like, I don't know, your fifth or sixth again. time at least. It's like... It's like this is like 26 times we've had you on. That's all right. No, I'm playing with you. No one minds. I'm, I'm playing. Yeah. Wait, um, it's an honor. Wait. It is so fun to be on the show. <laughs> it really is. And the listeners are all great. I love them all. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, we have a we, we love having you on. You're one of our favorite guests to have on. And uh, yeah. we, can, uh, we relate with you on a lot of things. And, yeah. And, uh, you know, you, you, we, you and I keep in contact pretty much even when we're not on facebook or yeah. you know that yeah. way and and uh which is great but you got a lot of stuff going on right now with your uh he with does your layout. we're going to talk about that a little bit tonight but brett i think we'll do a little bit bullhorn before we do that and we're, we're going to talk about the work you're doing when you're layout and then we'll talk about the work that we've been doing as well and we'll yeah. do some layout co- comparison stuff great yeah so we're gonna have jason join us for this week's bullhorn um mm-hmm. Here we go. The bullhorn. We didn't do it the last two weeks. There hasn't. It's been a weird two weeks with everything. So there hasn't been a lot of announcements. But there's a new tr- uh, kit from Motrack Models. I don't know if we talked about this one yet or not. But it is a. Oh my gosh, my scroll will not work on my laptop. I have everything up, but now it won't scroll. Here we go. It is a water tank, 37 feet tall, 13 feet wide, 22 inches deep. Obviously to scale, and it comes with a pump house ladder piping everything it's a pretty sweet little uh water tower structure i like it nice. um i think jeff sent that one to us previously but i wasn't sure if we had announced it yet on there but you can check that out at motrackmodelsusa.com in addition to that did you have something you wanted to say jason no oh i no. thought i heard you i'm sorry well jeff's been putting a bunch of that was me probably probably jeff's been putting a lot of stuff out lately what, you know, new stuff. He has. Which is great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Next one. There's like a sneak preview. I'm not sure if it's ready yet or not, but My Mount Models has his new kit, Tom's Top Dogs, and it is awesome looking. Um, MyMountModels.com or Facebook has My Mount Models. Um, it's a pretty sweet. I'm now, man. I don't, think it's, now. I don't think it's available yet, but he's been putting a lot of teasers out, and the sign alone is awesome. It's a giant hot dog. It's a laser cut hot dog with a the roasting fork through the middle of it, and uh, he also has this is really cool. I think these are available now. I believe they are storm drains and um, laser cut storm drains for your street side stuff. And I know when I mentioned it to Jason, he even went, "Ooh, that's oh yeah, I'm looking at them now. That's pretty cool. That that's a detail. Check those out. And that's a detail part that you know." You, you don't really think about, do yeah, yeah, yep. Honestly, until well, he, I, I'm looking for those, and I'm also looking for manhole covers. Ah, so oh. I'm hey, I'm check them out. I got to yeah. look. Check the mail in a couple of days. I got a little surprise. I'll send you. <laughs> you have okay. to have. You have to have one. You have to have one. Jake Johnson. Okay. La- Jake Johnson laser cut us some Wiley's HO scale manhole covers. Um, oh, cool! So I'll send you one in the mail. 
That way, somewhere on your layout, you can have a little Wiley's yeah, manhole cover. <laughs> um, but yeah, we have. Uh, uh, there are some people that make uh, manhole covers out there now. Um, okay, I know that they had some at Best Trains. When was it? Um, Kenny's didn't Kenny's sidewalks get laser cut with manhole covers in some of them? They did, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They look yeah. good when they're done. But too. but I think Jason, you probably mean some for your streets too, right? Yes, yeah, that's right, yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's a detailed part. Mm. That that and storm drains and stuff like that. That's just not something you uh, you don't think. Ab- I don't think about it until I like see them uh, yeah. offered. You know what I mean? Like I never would have thought of storm drains until I saw Ron's post about the um, storm drains on my mount models. Yeah, we've talked about manhole covers in the past many times. Yeah, maybe uh, maybe some of these kit manufacturers need to jump on it because well, now what, you're hearing you know guys like Jason wanting them, and that brings up I mean, other points though. Like, what else for roads or street side scenes that we don't that you know you drive by every day that yeah. you don't even think about including that in your streets? No, true. You know what I mean, Jason? Yep. Oh yeah, definitely. Just little there things. Is, uh, there, yeah, there's, there's manhole. I'm sorry, not manhole covers. The drains, uh, they look really, really cool. I'm looking at them right now. Yeah, I couldn't find so, them on his website. But to see them. They're not on the yeah. website, I don't believe, but they're on his Facebook no, page. No, they're on his Facebook page. I'm staring at it right now. Yeah. My Mount Models okay. uh, on Facebook, Facebook page. Yeah. But they look good. M-I-N-E. M O U N T M O D E L S. Yeah, they know. For you, for you. If they so, yeah, they're <laughs> they're pretty sharp. I like them, and they even have the grates that go over the road. So yeah. I mean, you'd have to you'd have to you know finagle a way to fit them in, and you know take a chunk out of the edge of the curbing to fit them on. I think they look really awesome. Yeah. Cool. But, well. Yeah. Um. That really that kind of wraps up our. Uh. Bullhorn. There wasn't a lot this week. Uh, there were a few manufacturers that put out announcements today and yesterday about, you know, uh, a reduction in in, um, mm-hmm. pro- in a reduction in production. Uh, that you know, there's just a time where everyone's kind of slowing down. Uh, I know some of them are going to cease production for a time being, and some are slowing down. So you know, just if you guys are ordering anything from any of these guys, just be patient. You know, they're. They're doing what they can to get stuff out at this time, and yeah. uh, you know, don't send them ten thousand emails because it's been forty-eight hours that you've ordered something and you haven't had it shipped yet. You know, they're they're busy and they're probably down to just themselves. So, um, yeah, yeah. Some of these guys, it's just themselves all the time, anyways. So they probably got a million other things going on, and <laughs> you know, they're trying to get your shipments out the door. So just be patient right. in the next couple weeks when you're ordering stuff from them. So some of them are just retired and some and, of them uh, don't even, they just they, don't like you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> they're retired. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, that wraps up our bullhorn. Let's move into some fun stuff with Jason this week. So let's get a little update on your layout. Man, I just put out a video. I saw today. that. Yeah, I didn't watch uh, it yet. With, uh, an update, okay. But I got the notific. I get the the notifications. If you guys don't get Jason's stuff and you're subscribed, you need to go over and you need to hit the little bell icon bef- beside his video. That way, on his YouTube page. Yeah, that way, whenever he posts something new on his YouTube channel, you get the notification on your phone. That way, you have to watch it later, right? 
Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, something that has changed for me is I have over 8,000 followers on Facebook on my train page. Um, I mean, I have thousands on Instagram. I just, I have all these followers and I don't get notification like I used to. Huh. And, um, it's crazy. I don't know how Facebook works, but, um, I just don't get notified like I used to. I mean, there's people like Dave Cruzwick who posts every morning and uh, half the time, I don't even get notified when he posts. Uh, Strange. But I do get, I mean, I, I get tons of notifications from, from all different people. Um, so I don't know if it's based on who clicks on my stuff the most or who comments or I, I don't exactly know how it works. But it has definitely changed now that I, oh, yeah. Weird. I have so many uh, followers. They're playing with the algorithm. I've had that happen too. I don't know what what it is about Facebook that um that doesn't give you alerts and such like that. I'm looking at your your YouTube page right now. It's it's ton of follow, a ton of subscribers. Holy cow! Yeah, I think I'm almost at eight thousand, close to it. So uh, my I guess my point is, you know. I don't want people to get upset if I'm not seeing your stuff or I'm not responding. I try to, but man, sometimes I'll wake up in the morning and I've got all these notifications from YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and I just can't get to them all. Um, I, I I understand that. We do the same. I'm sure Brecken is account to that as well. Yeah, it's just weird. It's really tough. So... Yeah, it it is, and especially with everything that's going on now and so many people being at home, uh, the amount of people that contact me during the day with comments, questions, showing me their work, uh, wanting to know specific things. Like, I try to respond to everyone, but I, I know that I'm yeah. missing people. I'm, I, and I'm sure all that the likes on your photos. Yeah. <laughs> You get a you get a, a notification for everybody that likes your photos, and yep. if it's somebody, if you put up like sometimes you put up a group of photos, and I know we do too, and then somebody will get in, and, and I've done it to you, you've done it to me. Well, you go in, you like every one of the photos, and you look up, and there's yeah. like thirty notifications from Jason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, yep. and then what happens is it pushes all the other ones down below. Uh, it, it, so you got to keep scrolling and scrolling, and it's like, oh, my God, it gets tedious in the morning. Yep. Yeah, yeah I think, um, yeah, you know, I've had posts on Facebook now that are anywhere from 30,000 to 60,000 views. Mm-hmm. That's, that's how many people are viewing them. Oh, and yeah. It, yeah it, it's that insane. I'm just... I, I, I just can't keep up with it all. So I That's do apologize city, if, if there's people out there that are trying to contact me or, or wanting me to see their stuff. Uh, I try. I really do. I try to respond to everyone, um, but it's getting to the point where it's just not possible. Yeah. That's crazy. So, yeah, 30, we, to 30 to some, how many thousand? 30 to what? Six, I've, I've had a 60,000 <laughs> uh, post. Dude, that's like you you post it, 
and then you go to sleep and you wake up in the morning and there's a small city that everybody in that city <laughs> yeah. likes your piss, you know, yeah. or viewed it, you know, viewed it. I guess not likes, but yeah. views. And you're like, yeah. oh, that's got to that's gotta be like, that's got to play with your head a little bit, you know? But it's that's crazy. Cool. And you know, I would have never thought, I'm sorry, we're kind of getting off topic here, but. <laughs> no, it's know, all right. It's funny. Um, three and a half years ago, I think it's been three and a half years ago that I started on Facebook. It was mm-hmm. not like this. I would post, and I think at the time when I started, I was posting once a week. I was lucky if I would get five to ten people that that looked at it. Yeah. Uh, it, the hobby was just different just in that short a time going right. back three and a half years from now. Oh, over that now. It has, yep. it has really exploded. And everybody is posting stuff. Uh, we were talking about on the last show. Um, everybody is also making their own page, you know, yes. which I think is yep. great. You know, it really is. You know, different modelers that we know are making their own thing to showcase their work and, you know, share their ideas on and, and gain their own little following. And I think that's wonderful. I think that's what's going to make this hobby just blow up. I mean, it's not yep. dying, Jason. You know how we always hear oh, no. how, how, a hobby <laughs> is not dying. No. 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 I just love the fact that we can share our work and help people. Uh, Like I just mentioned, I try to answer every question that people ask me. Right. Um, Sometimes it's a lot. I mean, I, sometimes at night, um, I'll actually get back to people uh, late at night, Uh, but I try to answer as many questions as I can. Um, Sure. I just, it's just a whole nother aspect of the hobby that I really found that I love. I just love being able to help other modelers. Mm-hmm. It's and it's yeah. I mean, uh, the same way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Brad, are you awake, awake over there? I am. I was just letting you guys go. Was... <laughs> <laughs> oh man! I was just letting you guys uh, talk about it. It is fun that how fast you can get your information out there and how quickly you can uh how quickly people can reply or get everything that you're trying to everything about your message you're trying to get out there can be within people's on people's screens in front of their eyeballs in in 24 hours you can hit 80,000 mm-hmm. people it's crazy so and it's so great to see how fast people are improving or advancing mm-hmm. in in the hobby um mm-hmm. Because I think that they're really enjoying posting their work, getting feedback. It builds confidence, and they want to do even better for the next time they post. So it's really encouraging people to to really um, improve in their work. I love and it. I love that. Yeah, yeah. And, and if they're gonna if they're gonna improve and practice and practice like they are. Yep. Uh, with their with their modeling work, that's going to uh, that's going to just greatly in, improve the us in, as well. I mean, because yeah, I, I gain from that. Yeah, I'm learning yep. by other people's learning. 
you know, I see they they post something up and they have a new technique, and they're you know we we discussed this the other week with Craig Brotman, mm-hmm. uh, you know, trying new things, and everybody is also doing yep. that. It's not just you or me or Brett or Dave Cruzwick or or um, or Craig or any of those you know, other modelers that everybody you know sees and we've had all those guests. It's other all our listeners and people out there that we don't know. Uh, I'm seeing some amazing stuff, and I'm seeing it on Facebook groups that normally didn't have. Um, they didn't have a lot of, you know, uh, fine scale model modeling of structures and stuff. Right. They just kind of wow. did just trains, and now I'm seeing a lot of it all over the place. I think that's yeah. great. Yeah, it really is. So how's your layout coming? You've been working <laughs> like crazy. I even saw trains on, on your one video. I commented on that, by the way, and said, choo-choo, he's yeah. got your little conductor hat on. Um, yeah. But uh, I don't know if you saw that. Yes, but, I did. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I, I accidentally started it here on my computer. But, um, yeah, definitely uh, fill us in. What, what's going on? It's looking amazing. It's just, it's so exciting. And as most people know, I already have a hard time sleeping. (laughs) But, you know, I just get so excited about it. And I get these ideas that um, I'll get up in the middle of the night and just go downstairs and just start working on it. Right. Um, So uh, I think I've been doing a lot more work lately because I'm no longer on a strict schedule with my kids being home from school now yeah um mm-hmm. uh my schedule's kind of off where before i used to have to get up at a certain time every day get my kids to school uh watch the clock during the day to make sure to pick them up at a certain time and i was on a pretty strict uh schedule where now man i i can stay up all night long maybe sleep in a little bit in the morning and then get up and do it again so um, so yeah, I am getting a lot done and now, you know, originally I said I would finish my Harbor scene before I moved on. Well, I just, <laughs> I think I got a little burned out on the Harbor and just needed to really get some track laid down and see some trains running. So that's been yeah. very exciting. And now I am just going sort of up the hill and putting in all of the structures and roads. Um, so it's really, really exciting right now to be, to work on all of that. I'm looking at a picture of your harbor right now. And um, I notice there are literally, uh, I don't know where you fit a train on that, in that little picture. <laughs> that is every square bit of, every square inch is some kind of a, some kind of a building um, or structure, or the a boat, or dock, or and wow, the details on them. I mean, you bang that out. I, the positioning of the buildings is insane. Um, how you did well, it, I love it. And you know, that's something that I am constantly changing the direction of the buildings, and then constantly looking at it from all different angles, um, taking pictures on my phone and then looking at those pictures for days and then going back and, you know, maybe 
trying something different, moving mm-hmm. different um, buildings, you know, different angles. So it's a lot of it's a lot of uh, hours that have been put into you know just getting the right look that I'm happy mm-hmm. with. Mm-hmm. So, and I talk about it in my video today where don't just go with your first instinct. Um, I think in the past I have done that, you know, cause this is my third layout. Right. And in the past I have just like, Oh, I think this is going to look good. This is how I'm going to do it. Well, sit with that idea maybe for a day or two, maybe completely change it. See if it looks better. Look at that for a day and just constantly be, you know, trying different ideas. I guess leave yourself open to um, changing it and not be being stuck to just your first idea, you know? I don't know if that gotcha. makes sense. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> no, it oh, does, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Now, the picture I'm looking at real quick. I'm looking at... Yeah. Um, it, it shows a harbor in the front, and then it has... Um, some buildings that are above the seawall and then it uh-huh. has it just is a, a steady progression of buildings all the way up there's a the bridge that iron bridge off to the side uh that swing bridge what do they call that kind of bridge that's a cool bridge it's on george selius's layout as well um what do they call that thing uh it kind of it has that lift in the back with yeah the blue one the blue bridge you put, you yeah put. i know i i I'm drawing a blank. I can't think of the piece right now. <laughs> uh, ah, sorry. Yeah, I, I got you. Well, you weren't prepared for that one, huh? Neither was I. Yeah, I, didn't no. really think about <laughs> yeah, I can't come up with the so, name of that one either. I'm trying to think of it now. Yeah, it's just it's a funky bridge, and I like it. Anyhow, um, yeah. you know, but that's off to the left-hand side here on the photo. And then, of course, they progressively go up uh, the hill. Now, my question is on that, I have a couple. One, are, are they all HF-scale buildings? Yes, they are. They are. Okay. They are all that's, that's cool. I know some... buildings. Mm-hmm. And because of the section I'm working on now is four feet wide, and then it goes six feet from the front of the layout to the wall is six feet. So oh. you, you can – I'm having to do all four sides of the buildings. Right. So um, – it's a lot of work right now, and I'm looking forward to getting back to the wall and to the corner where I can only do three sides. And mm-hmm. um, I think that's going to speed things up a little bit. And then, you know, when I get back into the corner, I have a building that I'm going to put together that's from Fosscale called mm-hmm. uh, Rust Rock Falls, mm-hmm. the newest right. big one. Okay, that'll sit in the corner. So, the whole back side of that structure, I can either add to the height of it or completely kit bash, use that back wall for something else. Oh, true. So, um, yeah, so that'll be great. I can't wait. I'm working that thing right now. It is That is a lot of walls, man. Wait till you get into it. Holy cow. Oh, man. How many did you say it was? I'm kit bashing it. Your layout, you can walk all the way around it, so you're pretty much stuck with doing full detailed 
structures. Yep. All four oh, yeah. walls. Yeah. Right? right. Now when you're doing the four the four all four walls, right? Or when you're when yeah. you have all sides right now is what you've been doing, obviously. Uh-huh. Do you run into the predicament and I I find it too, it's like a dilemma for me. What side I want to there's some of them obviously some sides of the walls are just never going to be seen um, when you're doing a layout or with a city. So do you run in the same dilemma I do as to, oh, my gosh, I did all this good detail on this. Which wall should I expose? You know? Yeah. And, you know, would I, you know, would it look right against these other walls? Because some of my buildings that we've done, we did with no plan. We just liked the buildings and we slammed them together and we didn't really think about where they were going to be. And, uh, you know how it is. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, yeah. so do you ever run into that? Well, what I've been doing is all of my structures, pretty much all of them are at an angle. Nothing is parallel with the edges of the layout. So when you're standing there, when you walk around, I mean, you're seeing, it's possible to see all four walls. Oh, wow. So. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah, yep. Now, it won't be huh. like that forever because I'll be getting closer to the wall and I'll get back into the corner and then, then yeah, I'll <laughs> run into that dilemma of, okay, well, now I really have to think about what side do I want to put towards the viewer, you know? Right. I didn't know if you had any buildings in there in that conglomerate of buildings I see uh, where one wall is up against another wall, like, like uh, you know, like a row of buildings. Um, uh-huh. But um, that's where, that's oh, what I'm sure. I, Yeah, I have run into that already. Mm-hmm. But when you're standing at a certain angle, it is possible to see... Um, behind there so um okay yeah right now i'm kind of stuck with doing all four walls so. <laughs> well that's that's super cool though oh my gosh it is beautiful and the work you did on it was awesome now um oh, thank the you. train part of it you've been doing too laying track and painting, painting track, track and i want to hear about painting track cool. a little bit yeah well painting the track just it's not fun <laughs> forever, <laughs> but but the payoff is that it it looks really nice when it's mm-hmm. down on the layout. But like I said, it just it's a tedious do- job, you know. And I just put my music on and just you know get through it. <laughs> you, know, yeah, yeah. you say that you like know, it's painful. Part, well, there's parts of the hobby that I just don't really enjoy, and right, right. Laying track is really not that exciting for me. Laying yeah. track, doing electrical, um, those things are all okay. But man, I'm a structure builder. That's what I want to. <laughs> right. You know, that's what I really enjoy doing and doing scenery. Sure. So, uh, and I talked but, about know, that it, in a previous it looks good. video. Well, thank you. Um, but my track plan is so simple because. I do want to just focus on structure building and scenery mm-hmm. work. Yeah. Yeah. I so. so go through a real quick, I know you did your video on 
the video you did on painting track is is awesome. Um, can you go through just a quick summary of like your your down and dirty painting track tip for anyone listening that's not seen the sure. video? Sure. Um, the first thing I do is, well, I this time I'm painting all of my track at the workbench. Uh huh. I mean, there's pros and cons to that, and we can get into that later. Um, but real quick, I just spray a primer on it. Um, the acrylic paint sticks better when you have a primer rather than just the uh, the bare plastic and the bare metal. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. So I, yep. I, I spray a primer on it, and I used a gray, just a gray primer. Just like a rattle can, regular rattle can yep. spray? Or? Yep, yep. Is that yep. flat or satin back. or what do you use? Well, primers are flat. Flat. Yeah. Yep. Oh, primer. Primer. Okay, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, flat primer. And don't go heavy. Just spray it quick. Um, spray mm-hmm. it from both sides so that you're getting both sides of the rails and all the ties. Right. Um, and then start to go in with different shades of brown. And paint all of your wood ties and get those looking the way that you want them. Then go in with your rust and paint the side of your rails. Um, and those are acrylics, plate, right? Spikes, yep. Everything's all just craft paint, acrylics. Craft paint, gotcha. Yep, that's all I used. Nice. Um, and then I did, after all that was done, after your ties are done, the rust is done. I put a black wash and I took black acrylic paint and watered it down. A lot of water. You just put a black wash over it. Mm-hmm. Then you have to let that completely dry, which, you know, you probably you should let it sit for like half hour to an hour. Just let it completely dry good. Then I took a gray, just a medium gray, and did a light dry brushing over all of the track. Just over everything. Yeah. And then I took uh, a sponge and um, a little bit of black paint, and I did sponging on it. Uh, I think we, it really gives it an aged, old look by doing that sponging on the ties. Right. Um, then just clean the top of your rails uh, with an eraser, and and you're done. Nice. Now, now I always use an eraser. I don't use anything except an eraser, and I'll tell you why. And maybe I'm wrong on this, but I've always believed this. I don't want to scratch the top of that rail. Even if it's a hairline scratch, the tiniest thing, because that's going to collect dirt. When your train cars run over that track, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, if there's little scratches in it, if there's dirt on, on the wheels, it's going to come off in all those little scratches. So okay. I know there's people that, oh, you can use... Um, I don't know, uh, scotch, I don't know what they're called. Like a scotch, I mean, a scotch pad. Scotch spray? Yeah, yeah, right? 
Um, mm-hmm. I just don't want to risk. The greenies. Yeah, I just don't want to risk scratching that rail at all. So yeah. I would rather be safe than sorry. And I use a pink eraser. Just go buy just a like a pencil. just like a pencil eraser, big pink pencil eraser. That's right. Yep. Yeah. And it's soft, and it'll take the paint right off and clean the rail. Because um, I don't want to ever have it. You know, I don't want my train to ever slow down going over an area. Right. Or right. You want it to be as smooth of an operation do. as possible. Yes. Yes. Yep. So, I don't know. I'm sure there's people out there that are going to disagree with me, but... You've just sent someone off the the deep end. They're going to write us a big email now. (laughs) And then, same with... um, Same with laying your track. Man, I am just so careful with having it... All my... When the rails join up against each other, having a tight fit... Yeah. Um, making sure that everything is nice and smooth, and then running the train back and forth, back and forth, just a ton of times to make sure that everything there's no possible derailment or anything. Just uh, right. Now is the time when you're doing that. You can easily make changes or fix things now, but man, once you get that scenery in and the ballast down yeah then it's a, it's a lot of work to fix <laughs> yeah because you can really booger it up if you have to make an adjustment you're going to be mad at, you're yeah. going to be pretty mad at yourself yep yeah, yeah. so now when you uh, that's why i don't that's why i don't really <laughs> enjoy it because it just takes so long it just seems like yeah, it takes it's so tedious. long for me for me anyway it takes a long time to paint track and get it all put down and make sure that everything's the way I want it. And I think, God, I well, luckily you're running a, a more simplistic layout. I mean, yes. uh, your, yeah. your track plan so far is simplistic. Now you said yes. in your video that you plan to add a more complex part of the track on the other side of the room. I guess that would be your, yes. your rail yard and yeah. a switching area. Um, yeah, I'm sure yeah, that'll I'll be have uh, industry. Right, uh, I'll have industry against one wall, and there'll definitely be sidings. You know, I'll have switches right. where it goes off into different sure. industry and stuff. So, sure. And when you look at that, you know, there's nothing wrong with a, a basic uh, track design, uh, for, especially for us who we prefer, you know, the modeling of the structures and the scenery. Um, and the, you know the, all those fine details, mm-hmm. um, but yeah. not just that. But you know, w- when you think about that, we're not the you know when we went out to see George Selyus's layout. We talk we talk about this all the time, but you know, every time we have you on, we had such a good time up there with you. But when we were watching yeah. all that, you know, to me, I'm sort of many other people that love the operations end of things. They're looking at the trains, but I'm be honest with you, I. I barely at all looked at track worker trains, you know, yeah. when I was up there. Yeah. I was looking at the detail, the scenery, the structures, mm-hmm. how they were placed, the uh, the topography of the, uh, uh, you know, how everything was laid out as far as elevations and things like that. And I really, I mean, 
there were sections of the track that he had that um, that did catch my eye simply because they were raised and prominent. Yeah. But in in other regards, it it didn't look like an overly complex track system that he had because he mm -hmm. he I think he likes doing what we do. But yeah. that's my that was my take. You guys agree? I, sure. I'll notice. I yes. yeah. I notice track a lot um, when it's incorporated. So for me, and I'll let Jason speak on this too. For me, I really think that track stands out a lot when it's incorporated into a scene in a way that makes the track more artistic. Does that make sense? Right. So like um, a scene where the track is actually embedded in the road or into the concrete, or if it's a section of track that a few people I've seen do sections of track that are like old, dilapidated, the abandoned sections of track where, you know, there's ties missing and it's, and it's done in a way where it's deteriorated. Um, right. And also where it's the focal point in an artistic way. So it's, you know, they're actually, turning that track into scenery, not just a functional part of, of operating. That's how I, that's what I like to see. You know, they're, they're putting tall grass up in between the rails and they're, they're yeah. things like that. I really enjoy seeing track work done that way. Cause, and I don't know around you, Jason, but out this way, we have a rail line that follows the yellow breaches Creek, which is a famous stream in the area. And there's so much character along that Creek there's trees down sometimes along the track and there's grass growing up in sections in the middle of it. And it's just cool to see that. And I think a lot of craftsman modelers probably lend that, do that more. Sure. There's so many different ways to approach it. I think a lot of modelers, you know, they'll do, they'll find a track plan that they love, mm -hmm. they build their bench work. Then they lay all of their track. They get it all wired, and then the scenery and the structures are second to that. Their main focus mm -hmm. is the track plan and, and the track work. Um, I come at it from the opposite. Um, you know, I'm doing my scenery in buildings, planning all that first, and then putting some track in between all of it. Um, mm -hmm. A lot of people will look at it and be like, where's the track? Well, it's in there. <laughs> it's just, uh, I planned all of my buildings and scenery first and then decided where I would put my track. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's what so, we did. <laughs> well, kind yeah. of. Yeah, now we put the track down, too, uh, first. Uh -huh. And, uh, yeah. well, we did kind of. And then we added track in certain spots after we figured out way, the way our city was going to be laid out. However, yep. we ended up, we would as we were putting the structures on and doing scenery and coming up with some landscape areas, we also looked at some of those sections of track that we had down and went, all right, that's gone. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And tore it out. And then, you know, don't get me wrong. We we still made it functional. We just rerouted it in a way. You know, yeah. so 
I mean, and, and same, same kind of deal. We, we kind of focus on the structures and then work the track in and around it is what we've been doing now. Uh-huh. But, and, uh, well, like I had mentioned, this is my third layout. And I'll tell you, my first layout uh, was two four-by-eight sheets of plywood put end-to-end, so it was four-by-sixteen. Mm-hmm. And there was so much track and switching um, it was great for operating, but I didn't leave myself any room really for scenery work or structures. There was just right. so much track and I quickly became bored with it. Right. Uh, yeah. It just wasn't fun for me. Uh, and right. then, you know, life kind of got in the way and I'd moved around. Um, then I started my second layout and thought, okay, well, I'm going to cut way back on the track and start my, trying uh, my hand at scenery work, doing mountains and stuff like that. Right. Well, I'd done all that, and <laughs> uh, I'd still had switches and track work in there, but then I noticed that I was just watching the trains run. Mm-hmm. You know, I right. wasn't really, uh, I wasn't operating. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, I wasn't using those switches that I put in. They were just kind of there for looks. I was just watching trains run through all the scenery. Yeah. And, and then towards the end of that layout, I really discovered wood kits. Up to that point, I'd been just doing plastic kits. And um, once I started doing wood kits, I was hooked. I'm like, okay, yeah. this is my true passion in the hobby. And so I thought, I just tore down the old layout and started my new one. I thought my focus is going to be what I love. And that's, you know, doing structures and then doing scenery work. Mm -hmm. So I remember that transition. Oh yeah. We had you on the show. Important lesson lesson for people to experiment first, really find Mm -hmm. out where your passion lies before diving into a huge layout. Oh yeah. Uh, there's so many of these modelers. Uh, I think it's great. The modelers that do small dioramas because mm-hmm. it lets you experience everything, laying track on your diorama, doing buildings, doing scenery work, and you're going to discover what it is that you really love. Right. Um, you know, give you a better idea. I think, later on when you have the room to do a layout, you'll really know what direction you want to go in. So. Now, when you were in Albany, you were set up there in Albany and you were, uh, at the show at the, uh, at the, um, expo, the Fisco expo, you and I were standing there one afternoon talking to each other and you were, mentioning that you were thinking this is when you took your layout down and you said to me oh i think i'm just going to start doing dioramas with the buildings yeah i think that's the direction i'm going to go and that lasted about i'd say four or five months i don't even know if it went that far and then you were uh next thing you know here's jason he's doing it you know i think it went a little longer than that but still 
I went and saw the Franklin South Manchester layout, that was and that it. changed my life. Yep, that was it. That was exactly what it was. I, I, that's when yeah. that's when you got when you got home from there. That's when you said, "I'm going to start doing it." And right. uh, yeah, oh, that's pretty fun. Now, where where are you where are you going to next on this layout? Um, well, like I said, I'm, I'm working my way up the hill. I'm still just going to focus on the one side of the layout for now. Um, uh, I'm kind of forced to right now because uh, eventually to extend it over to the other side of the room, you know, I need to build bench work and get material. And right now, um, those type stores are not open <laughs> for me to go buy material. Um, right. You know, to extend the layout. So I'm just going to focus on the side that I'm on um, and just keep doing that, you know, but yeah, eventually I do want to, you know, wrap it around. I have two other walls that it's going to be on. Mm -hmm. And, uh, there's just so much to look forward to. <laughs> I tell people that in the videos, like painting the, the sky and backdrop on the other side of the room, mm -hmm. um, doing bench work, uh, laying down more track, um, planning my big subway that's underneath the city. Really looking forward to that. That's going to be cool uh, and very unique. Yeah. 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 Yep. And I definitely, I want to have the, the stairs that go from the street level down into the subway. Mm -hmm. Nice. Um, it's going to be exciting. I can't wait to get to that point. But, man, I'm I'm a long ways off from that. <laughs> <laughs> now, or I'm looking at another one of your photos um, from ones you posted up with the, the harbor. And this is the scene that goes up into the city and you can see the pink foam blocks. Um, uh -huh. Some are shaped and some are not shaped yet. Is that going to, are you going to have roads that go all the way up through, you know, uphill? Yes. Up through? Okay. Yep. Yeah, now, and I sort of explain that in my newest video where um, I'm using foam that's only like a half inch thick. So I'm building it in layers and then carving the road in as I keep adding the layers of foam. Okay. If that makes sense. You'll, you'll have to kind of watch the video to, to fully understand it. Oh, we will, because we're at that point, too. Cool. So. <laughs> That's why I asked that question. Man. It's sort of ripping into my head here. Cause I got yeah. some buildings that are sitting situated similar to what you have, and I'm working some of those sections now. And I, and I, you know, I put I put them in, and I put a sidewalk down the front of one of them, and it goes downhill, right? And it's it's yeah. okay, it's not it's a steep angle, but it's not. And people are like, I don't know how many people posted on my page on that photo, going, that's a bit steep of a sidewalk for a building. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I was like, I was like, that's a bunch of garbage because I see mm -hmm. I see lots of sidewalks that are go that go downhill. You know, in a street. In a Have street you ever been to Harper's Ferry? Yeah. Some of those sidewalks are like hard. For even for me, as someone that climbs and runs and does a whole bunch of stuff up in the mountains, 
There's some yeah. there's some sidewalks in these old towns that are like steep. Like, why would they make them yeah. that steep? But that you know, I mean, hell, that's West Virginia. But yeah. but what I'm saying is, exactly. there there are old cities that have like right. you know, not everything was built. I mean, today we have some standards, and I think people mm-hmm. are used to seeing a lot of. St- Here's one thing that's really interesting, and and Jason, I want to hear you your opinion of this. If we're modeling, and you're modeling an older era as well, right? Yeah. So. If you're modeling an older era, you're going to have, I mean, within reason, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying you're going to have a a sidewalk at an 80-degree angle, but you're going to have things like steeper sidewalks, steeper stairways, and things like that because, you know, 20s and 30s and 40s weren't necessarily the most ADA-compliant times, Um, you know, Things were built to different standards earlier in our early centuries. Um, early 20th century was way different than current day. So to my dad's thing, people complaining about that being too steep of a sidewalk. Well, if you've been in old towns, there's a lot of steep, lot of steep sidewalks, a lot of steep walkways. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just my little rant. Sorry. Sure. No, and I think you have to keep in mind, like, like you, I'm building, you know, twenties, thirties, forties, that time period. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Things were things were smaller. Homes weren't as big, businesses Narrow. weren't as big. People didn't require as much land. You know, businesses didn't buy up all this land and put in huge parking lots. Everything was smaller and built right on top of each other. Right. Um right. so uh, you really have to keep stuff like that in mind. Right. Where nowadays, right. if you're building those, a modern layout, you can mm-hmm. use all that that land and have wide open spaces, and it's going to look fine. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, and for those people that don't like the steep sidewalks, I took some photos at <laughs> the Franklin South Manchester of some congested city areas <laughs> with some very steep sidewalks that turned out wow. beautiful, by the way. And um, and so not all the sidewalks have to be stepped. As they go up. In fact, yeah. any city ordinance people are would rather have a, si- a solid sidewalk that slopes than have a step sidewalk that people can trip on and fall uh, yeah. down the stair. So, um, you know, I see less of that ever. I see it modeled, but it doesn't look right to me. Sure. So, but well. You have to keep in mind everyone has their own opinion. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's yeah. Yeah, but you know me, I just like the bitch. Oh yeah. No. You know, but now, um, uh, but on your layout that you're doing, um, how how wide do you make your roads? Um, let me think quick. (laughs) Um, a two a two lane road with one sidewalk next to it is three and a half inches wide. Ah, okay. So that's a, a two lane road and one sidewalk next to it. Okay. Uh, and the only reason I know that is because I just put a road in, in front of a little stone retaining wall. And like I said, it's a two lane road with a sidewalk next to it. And, it came out to three and a half inches wide. So I bet the sidewalks 
the sidewalks might be close to uh, essentially a half inch, but I bet they're under, under a little under a half inch wide. I don't okay. know for sure without measuring. Um, I'm upstairs. I, I was just I'm curious. Down. <laughs> yeah, I'm not downstairs in my layout room. But, you know how yeah. I figured it out? Uh-huh. I put the sidewalk down. A lot of the buildings already have sidewalks on when I build them anyways, or I put them on. Yeah. And then once I build the basic sidewalk to the building, I lay it in place. Then I take two of the little plastic cars and I lay it, put them side by side on there. It's, that's the road. There's the whip. Yep. You know, I'm not, I mean, yeah. I have some space in between the cars, so I walk in between the cars, sure. of course. But that's how I kind of judge uh, judge it's it, gonna you know, what I think it will be. It's going to change on my layout depending on the buildings. And right. then if you right. if you want parking in front of the buildings on the street, like, sure. yeah, it's, it's just going to change. Uh, I'm not definitely not stuck to like, okay, every road has to be this width. No. Oh, they're out all. there. No, we just use, I, I usually, I usually will put, <laughs> I'll usually put two vehicles beside each other and give them enough room to pass uh, oh, yeah. comfortably. And that's, that's how I measure most of my side, most of my yeah, roads. That's out. what I'm, that's what I'm talking about. You know, I'm sure now, it drives some people nuts with my layout, <laughs> um, but I I always come at it from an artistic point of view. I'm going right. for an overall look, an overall feel. Um, uh, Aesthetics. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. So some people I'm sure are not going to like it. Some people think that it's way too busy. It's overcrowded. Um, but it's again, I think it, it comes down to what you love to model right? because right. at the end of the day, it's your hobby and you're the one spending the most time doing it and looking at it. Mm-hmm. So you should get the, the most enjoyment out of it that you possibly can. Right. Right. I agree so, with that. Now, are you going to do another section? I'm sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. No. Oh, I was going to say, if if you enjoy operating, if you have friends coming over and operating on your layout and you have, you know, big rolling hills and rock and very little structures, that's great. That is awesome. Again, find out what your true passion is in the hobby and focus on that. Right. Right, I love looking at a layout like that as much you know as much as any other yeah. layout. Uh, I love yep. to view those types of layouts. They're they're cool. It's not my style, but it's I, it doesn't mean I don't enjoy looking at them and seeing and appreciating their artistic talent and what they can do with scenery. Yep. <clears throat> now on your layout, you had the harbor. Okay. Um, are you going to add any other sections with water uh, similar yeah. or, okay. Yep. Yes, for sure. <laughs> and, yeah. Because uh, you rock it, you rock it at water scenery. <laughs> Thanks. Thank yeah. you. And you'll see in my newest video, I am already moving into uh, another Harbor area. So okay. um, yeah, you'll see it's, it's pretty exciting. I love, love doing Harbor scenes. Right. Now, do the two harbors connect, or is it just not? Um, no, uh, they're next to each other. There's that bridge okay. in between. 
So it kind of gaps them. Oh, okay. But, yeah, you'll see. But, okay, I can't wait. You're a tease. <laughs> so, you know, I think something I am going to get, uh, people aren't going to like it, but I run trains and rolling stock on my layout that I think just look cool. Now right. it might not fit that year. I don't know. Like right now, currently I'm running a, a green switcher that most of you have seen on the video. Well, I have no idea when that switcher was, you know, in production on, on track in the real world. <laughs> so I don't know if it fits mine, but I think it looks great. Same with the It works for you, I, right? I, I don't know. It works for me. And, yeah. Um, uh, you know, people will Here's ask me certain questions, and sometimes yeah. I just don't know how to answer it because I don't know. <laughs> so, so what you do is for those people, here's how you work that. The people that are going to say, oh, you know what? That isn't from the 1930s and 40s. That's from 1958. Uh, it was model class number LL7296, I remember. Okay, yeah. so then you go, oh, well, that's the model. I, that's the era I model. That's all you have to tell. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And they, 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 they can either buy it or, well, it looks like from what era. What, what indication of my layout indicates that it's from that era? All the automobiles and the vehicles you have on it. Well, maybe these people just didn't buy new cars yet. You know? Yeah. Maybe they all work for the, the collectible car club. You know? Yeah. So, anyhow. But, well, yeah, that's I, I respect I respect those opinions and those people. Uh, but, again, it just goes back to get the most enjoyment that you can out of the hobby. I, I, I get that. And I respect them, too. I just like to make fun of them. That's all. <laughs> okay. uh, I, I like them, and I like their work. I just want to tease them. That's all. I like to tease them. Oh, we know. We know. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, uh, boy. So, Jason, I got a few questions for some people here. Yeah, let's do that. All right. Here we go. This one is from, from Andre. Uh, Jason, having viewed all of your YouTube videos, um, oh, what's his question here? Oh, in your last episode of the Wiley and Sun Assembly and Scenery video, you featured both the drywall mud, which you painted, as well as the AK Interactive Terrain's asphalt instead of the concrete one. Then you painted with the Art Mines chalk paint. His question is, what is your go-to method for getting the most realistic aged concrete look? Ooh. Well, that's a great question. <laughs> um, it's tough because, as I've explained in, in some of my previous videos, I like to do a variety. I don't want one driveway to look exactly like the driveway down the road or on another part of the layout. Right. Because the concrete would have been poured at different times. And it just ages different or one has more traffic on it than the other one. So uh, I am constantly trying different techniques or using different techniques on my layout to give it a variety. I think that's what adds to the detail of it. Right. 
Oh, I so agree. that might be kind of a cop out <laughs> answer, but, <laughs> but I don't I don't know if I really have a go to um, technique that I use. That's all right. Yeah, you have a you have yeah, multiple cool. techniques which you've showed before yep. Um, yep. in your models. All right, or in your videos, I mean. Yeah. Alrighty. Next question. I gotta scroll a little bit on this one. Oh great! I lost the. I had it up. I closed Facebook on my phone, and now I lost it. I gotta scroll for a little bit here. Here we go. Talk about in my new video. Oh, sorry. No, you can go ahead. What about you? Can go ahead. I have it ready again. Uh, I talked about adding variety, like with fencing. Um, in my new video, I show uh, wrought iron fence, wood fence, uh, corrugated metal fence. Um, things like that just add to the the detail and add to the realism. Um, oh, yeah. I don't want everything to match. I don't want all my roads to match, all my fencing to match, all of my trees match uh, i want a good variety because uh, i think personally i think it just adds to the realism of it oh yeah. yeah um and that's i mean that's what with everything you don't want all your stairs to look the same you don't want everything yeah. you don't want any of your items to look like they all came from the same store like <laughs> like there's yeah. a there's a guy there's a guy that has a store that sells all the same trees in this entire city bought all and had all their trees seeded and planted by this guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Here we go. What is your planning process and do you have an idea of what everything is going to look like on your layout before you start? That's from Matthew Hankins. Okay. So um, this is mainly for your layout. Do you have like we know you draw your buildings before you do it? Do you have yeah. a uh, uh, a par- a process for your layout? I plan in my head. I, I picture you know the landforms, and so far it's been based on the structures that I already have. Mm-hmm. So for years I've been building structures, and like I said, I've had two other previous layouts that had structures on it. So I have a good sized collection of structures. So I planned everything on those buildings, uh, sort of where I wanted those. I had a lot of, you know, waterfront structures. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to put in a big Harbor and this is, you know, I just start placing them and moving them around at different angles, constantly moving them around until I, yeah. And, uh, so that's how I started. And I didn't even start with the track plan. I started doing that first, deciding where I wanted all of these buildings to be. And, you know, some of the buildings were really big and some were really detailed. So I'm like, okay, where do I want, the really super detailed buildings to be where they're going to be viewed the most, you know, the tall buildings, you know, I'm going to need those in the background more, um, to build that height. Um, so that's, that's how I planned it. And then I'm like, okay, now that that's planned out, you know, where can I fit my tracks in here? So, yeah. Yeah. 
Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I do that well, as well. Like, it sounds like you guys did the same thing. We, we did. Mm-hmm. Structures built where you had kits. You're like, okay, I, I have this big kit that I know I'm going to build. You know, where do I want that on the layout? Right. What am I going to do with it now? Yeah. yeah. It's kind of yeah. like we build it and then we go, oh, I got to put this somewhere now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like uh, right now we have uh, the um, the uh, Baxter's building supply I built, right? Mm-hmm. And I was so happy you got that thing. And all I really had to do is fit it in somewhere, drop that piece in, right? Uh, the whole display. Um, and it could work. But right now I'm trying to find a location for it. So it's sitting on a shelf, which sucks. Yeah. I mean, eventually we'll find a place for it, but we we even put it down near the waterfront thinking, oh, that'll look good in the background from the waterfront. And then we look at the waterfront area from the front of it towards the back where we had Baxter's, and I'm like, eh, it's just not a waterfront scene. It wouldn't even be near the harbor. Right. You know? Uh-huh. And so you're looking at it like, eh, well, it doesn't work there. It would have been a perfect spot, but... Yeah. You know, so now it's just on a shelf. And then do you run into that, Jason, too, where you have buildings that you did that you absolutely love, okay? But right now, they're not fitting what you wanted to do. So they're sitting oh, yeah. somewhere. 100%. I have buildings that are strictly city buildings. I have buildings that are strictly industry. And it kills me because I'm just not to that point yet on my layout. So these buildings are just sitting there and no kidding. I've even tried, I'll, I'll place them on the layout where I'm working now and I'll put them there for a day, trying my hardest to make it work. And then I come down the next day and I'm like, that's dumb. That's just not, that's just <laughs> not working there. You know, I'm trying to force it and uh, <laughs> it just doesn't work. So, um, I just have to know that eventually I'll get to the industry and the city and I'll be able to use those buildings, but um, I, they just don't look right. Like right. now with the harbor scene, it all looks good with wood structures. Um, mm-hmm. The brick and the stucco, there's a few, but it's mostly all wood. And I think that's um, what would be near near a harbor, or at least because I've already got so many wood structures there already. Um, it just looks natural to keep sticking with the wood structures. So, right. but, yeah. Nice. Well, that uh, makes sense. Next question from Jason Sider. Regarding signs and placements of signs, do you get signs, do signs get placed on your building or position on a layout for the purpose of the viewer or the layout? So basically, are you placing them in regards to how the scene is modeled or like for a specific point of view? I think you're going to answer this kind of like you did with the first question, and it's going to be pretty much similar to how we do it too, probably. Okay. Um, Right now, I think in the past, I used to uh, place my signs um, based on the viewer. Mm-hmm. But now I've switched and I'm going more with how it would look best on the layout or make sense. Like, you know, a billboard would face towards the streets where people driving by 
would see it. Right. Uh, so I'm not having all my signs facing forward towards the viewer. Some of them, you'll actually see the back of the billboard because the sign is on the other side, but that would make sense because that's where all the people are. Right. Yeah, some of them you got to work to so, see the sign, not necessarily just yeah. walk around and, and see it. Yep. That's how ours yeah. is. Okay. I think cool. I think in the beginning it was the other way, like you said, and then now yeah. we're we're cramming signs into sections that you might only see from a little alleyway, and you got to really yeah. tilt your head and find the way to find that sign. But you know, it's it's done because it's pointing to a specific spot on our layout. Well, right. and I want to start adding signs that aren't on the front of the building that they actually stick out from the building. So people walking down the street can look look straight up and they see a sign oh, yeah. sticking straight out from the building. Oh, you mean like so the, many, yeah. So many people just put signs directly on the front of the building. I want to have some that stick out, you know, from the building. Right, exactly. I think, and I found this to be the case, that that's best to do Make the sign, make the make the pieces for the sign, especially if they're mm-hmm. thin little wire holders that hold the thing on, or you know, you know, some of it's kind of fragile. Right. And make them ahead of time. Build the structure, put the structure in place, get all your scenery done around it, and when you're ready, then attach that sign to the building. Because as you're working around it uh, on the layout, you're going to snap that piece off. Yes. It, oh, yeah. It's going to break off. It <laughs> I don't know how many buildings we have already with little pieces of parts sitting on top of the roofs because we're going to add them when we're done. <laughs> yeah. You know? That's what I'm actually doing with the terminal. Uh, a lot of the detail parts for the terminal aren't going on the building until they're placed on the actual layout because I, uh, I'm, i like, not going to bust it off 600 times because I'm moving it around. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Next one from Brian Thompson. As an artist, how much do you think about comp- composition when arranging your structures in your scene? Oh my God! I I think <laughs> I think about it at night when I'm laying in bed. <laughs> that that is so important to me. Uh, I I just can't stress enough how many times. I move buildings around and mm-hmm. I'll, I'll completely switch buildings around, put them at different angles and leave it like that for a day and just be walking right. in and out of my layout room. Just looking, looking at, at it. it like, does this, how does this look, you know, from all different angles. And then maybe the next day I'll just move them around and try different things um, until I get the look that I think looks best. Yeah. Right. So maybe right. maybe for him, more importantly, this is probably more important to our other our less of our listeners. What do people without an art training need to know about composition to make an awesome looking scene? So like if, well, if if someone doesn't understand what you're thinking, what would be the easiest way to explain that? I think a very simple trick is to not have things parallel with the edge of your layout. It's a simple trick. Just if you take a building and slightly turn it at an angle, 
that's going to change everything. It's going to change the road that's in front of it because now that road has to be at an angle. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It has to curve around. Uh, it makes it more unique looking. Right. Um, I think that if you put everything parallel with the edge and everything's at a 90 degree angle, um, it's too almost toy like uh, looking. Right. You know? Um, yeah. So, because it's really, that's not how things are in real life. Um, yeah, nothing. No, you're right. Nothing's per, yeah. is nothing is a hundred percent grid grid like. Yeah. So. Uh, no, you, you can look in most most cities and look at a photograph yeah. um, of a city as you're looking at it from a distance. You know, and every every city's got them, and you can look at it and you're like, wow, it's you know this road goes that way, this one goes diagonal, this one's going to go this way, and you can tell just. From looking at it straight on, not looking overhead, looking straight on, and you can tell that that very thing. Every you know that city has built over time and built according to its needs. So as a result, so have the roads been put in place. So have the buildings been constructed. Right. You know, and and you'll find that. Now we just took a trip. My life, my uh, my wife and I took a trip down to Washington D.C at uh, the beginning of March and stayed there for the weekend and everything is for the most part that is a city that is built on a grid. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. But even then there's angles though. There are ro- roads that go diagonally and there are roads that um you know older sections of town um when you get into like Georgetown and such like that You'll find that the roads go in all kinds of different directions. Now you got some hills that you're that are involved in that as yeah. well. So yeah, yeah. But, sorry, nice. I didn't mean to interrupt. That's there. okay. No, no, no. That's that's fine. Okay. You know, I think, for instance, even like the neighborhood I live in. Now, true, mm-hmm. everything is there's a, a grid to it, but my neighbor's house sits just a little bit back from the front of my house. Yeah. And then the house next to theirs is a little bit more forward. So everything's not in a perfect row, you know? So in everything, you think about it too in height. You don't want everything all the same height. Um, you want to add a variety in height and a variety in your depth when you're placing your structures. Right. Right. Yeah, no, that's that's a good idea. I mean, any city skyline, even if it's a small town, is is like my dad said. You think about um, a local town near us is Mechanicsburg. Yeah, there's a grid pattern, but you know, not all the storefronts are exactly offset off the same length, the distance off the road, or all the alleyways on the backsides they're not straight at all. So you know, yeah. there's a lot of character you can even in a what would normally seem like a boring grid-like town. There's still character that you can add to it, and and like you said, changing the, just changing little things up that make a big difference. Yep. Next one is from Ron Piskel. Jason, can you explain how to adjust a paint color temperature? How to make a color warmer or cooler? That's interesting. Oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> Jeez, what's with all the art questions? <laughs> this is good though. This is un- we haven't really tapped into this yet. With You're you. an artist, my man. Yeah. I know. People I seeing know. you. Yep. Uh, well, 
obviously to, to warm up colors, you're going to want to add yellows and oranges and to make a color more cool looking, um, cool as in cold, not cool like the Fonz. Right, right. <laughs> <Don't>, <laughs> hey, not that, that kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to want to add a blue to it. You know, blues or grays. Like my harbor scene, um, it's so funny. People are like, oh, Jason loves blue because there's a lot of blue there. Well, I don't love blue. <laughs> I've used a lot of I've used a lot of blue because you associate that with water. Right. So blue and gray makes sense in a harbor scene. Sure. Um, so it's going more for, I'm creating a feel. I'm creating a feeling in that by using those colors. And then as it goes, goes up the hill, then you start to get into more colors and more warmer colors as you get further inland. Um, yep. It's stuff like that that I think about a lot that maybe other modelers aren't really thinking about. Yeah. Uh, my entire harbor scene, uh, I've dry brushed a lot of it with um, uh, an acrylic paint by Americana called Slight Gray. Slight Gray. Now, when I, yep, now when I get further inland, I'll do antique white or a white that almost has a, a yellow tint to it. And that's right. what I'll use to dry brush as I get further inland and up the hill. Mm-hmm. And it just creates an illusion or a, a feeling to it. So, no, I agree. I, I, some, I, of this is, some of this is just... Uh, a natural instinct for me being an artist. Right. It's just the way right. I think, you know, um, so sure. Sometimes sure. I, I need to remind myself to, to explain some of this, maybe in some of my videos. And, that, and when you're painting out. buildings, let's say you're painting white buildings or I know that light gray, it's a, it's an actual light gray. It's very light. Yeah. And, yep. um, you're, you're, or you're painting white or whatever, you know, that's the thing for people. You don't if you want a lot of white buildings, which a lot of layouts have, and they look fantastic, by the way. Um, when they're you know when they're done next to each other, don't make every building like the building one building white and the other building painted in the same exact shade of white. Okay, next to it. Yeah. Okay, don't. I mean, especially if it's a separate building or a separate a separate business or structure. Um, if, if they're all the same business, make them all the same white, okay? If they're not, uh, you, you, and you're going to do another building next to it, and you want the, you know that section of the, of the neighborhood to have more of a white or a light look, there are a million whites out there in oh, yeah. paint, and they cost anywhere from a dollar fifty down to seventy five cents. Get right. yourself a freaking bottle. Get a bunch of different types of whites, right? And then mix them up. And you'll get some different contrasting looks, yet you'll keep that same white look. That's how I would look. Yeah. And in between that, throw in a, a you know a dull green building or something that's kind of offset it a little bit in in between here and there. You know, you got to yeah. do that too. But yep. um, but don't use the same freaking bottle of white paint 
for your entire layout. <laughs> right, <Yes>. right. Well, <laughs> a, a rule I always go by is I never use pure white, and I don't use mm-hmm. pure black. Right. That's a good Those idea. Those two yeah. colors, uh, especially with the black, because, okay, take a black car. If there is a black car parked way, way, way down the street, and you're holding something black in your hand, and if you put those two next to each other and you focus on the black image in your hand and then go to that black car way down the street, you'll notice that that black car almost looks gray. Yeah. It doesn't look as black as the item in your hand in front of your face. Okay, so you're looking down on the layout and it's that little HO scale car is far away from your eye, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, to create that depth and that illusion of distance. You don't want there to be a pure black. No. So I, I don't know if that makes sense to you, but uh, that's just a rule that I go by. No, I, I, Um, so and even when you have black items in real world, they're not like, they aren't pure black as you would see from acrylic paint when you paint something. Yeah. It's just never like that. So, And when you photograph your layout, if you do have something that's a stark black, chances are it's just going to look like a black hole. You're not going to... Right. Uh, it just doesn't photograph well. Where if you do a really super dark gray, you know, a deep charcoal gray, you're going right. to see if there's detail on that part. And it's actually going to look like it's something that's black in your photograph. Oh yeah. So. No, I like that. That's a good tip. All right. Yeah, yeah I, 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 white, I like that idea as well. Antique, there's antique white. You can add gray to it. You What's can the one add I have? Yellow to it. Um, antique parchment. Yeah, I would not have put thoughts of looking at that. That's like one that. I I use a bunch of one called antique parchment by Apple Barrel. That's like my favorite. It's oh, like a yeah. it's like a cream color. Like if you were gonna pour out almost yep. like a eggnog color. So, I love that one. But, all right, next question. This is for both of you guys, or I guess all of us, all three of us. Mm -hmm. What's your preference on building, this is from Jeff Adam, what's your preference on building handrails piece by piece or having them laser cut? Jason, what do you think? Uh, Can you repeat that? What is it? Building handrails. Would you rather do handrails piece by piece or do laser cut ones? Uh, probably laser cut. <laughs> I think I'm on the same page as Jason. Yeah. Um, I like the la- I'd like to try some laser cut handrails. I haven't seen a lot of ha- laser cut handrails. Um, but I wouldn't mind trying some. Um, I think they would look awesome. Like everything else gets laser cut. I do have good luck with those plastic handrails that you get like a multiple assortment of rails or. A, one big giant plastic sheet, or whatever they are. Um, who makes them, Brett? Oh, uh, we, we talked that. about Kitchy? that before. They come in a big bag. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, we've talked about that on I the show. Kitchy before. makes. Kitchy makes. Yeah, Kitchy does make them too. Yeah. yeah, and I've had good luck with them too. I mean, you just got to paint them up and and fit them in. There's, it's not as much, you know. Other than that, there's you spray paint them a little bit and then, you know put a little rust here and there on them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They turn out well as well, you know. 
So, so anyway, it really comes down to how much time you want to spend doing something like that. And right. if you enjoy, you know, totally scratch building and you want everything scratch built on your layout, then, then go for it. If that's the way that you enjoy the hobby, then yeah. you should do it. Um, I just have so much that I want to do that I don't want to spend time on, on something like that, a small right. detail um, that will take away from time that could be spent on something else. And that's just exactly, especially if it looks good anyways. Right. Yeah. I'm with you on the laser cut. So, all right. Okay. Next one, Dan Pugach. Has anyone ever built rolling stock kit? How did it turn out? Perhaps that's a good t- content for a future video, Dan says. Um, I have two rolling stock kits I need to do. One is from Dan, actually. Um, but what about you, Jason? I have never built a rolling stock kit. Never. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, that sounds like a challenge for us, someday. right? <laughs> I know, right? I've, I had a long time ago. I did okay. it a long time ago. Oh, I thought there was more uh, to it. it. I was like waiting for you. were born a long time ago. Okay. So, um, I, I, I don't know. If I, if I'm, at this point, I wouldn't mind making some or trying to make some at some point when I have time. But for now, when I lay out, I mean, I'm not going to. I'm just going to buy a made. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I think I'd How rather spend the time building a structure rather right. than building a box car. But right. that's just me. No. No, I, I agree. Well, yeah. it still sounds like a fun challenge if we're going to build something. We'll see. All right. Next, I do have a... It's not rolling stock, but it's like an old... It came with sass and vinegar works, by the way. It's a side... This is a side note. It is a old oil tanker or like a tanker car. Maybe not oil tanker, but like a vinegar tanker car that was supposed to be old rolling stock. Now it won't, it's not functional, but that's part of the kit. I still have to make that by the way. So that was a good reminder there. Um, but that's like, Oh a, yeah, yeah. You do have that. One. It's all wood and it's supposed to look like an old tanker car. That's all dilapidated from sitting that sits beside the vinegar plant. So still got to do that yet. All right. Uh, this looks like the second to last one from Chris Galvin. Is Jason ever going to team up with Doug to build a kit in the future? It seems like you guys have some both co- both some things common. Uh, that'd be a fun thing. So I, obviously, if you can't talk about it, we get it. But uh, or if there isn't, then um, we understand that as well. I've talked about it a couple times with Doug. Um, so that's probably all I'm going to say about it. Nope, that's fine. Um, but I, yeah, I, I'd like to see something in the future with the two of us, and uh, I think <laughs> it'll happen. Nice. That's no. it. You don't have to go into much detail, but we that, that'd be fun. Yeah. Uh, last one, and this is fun. This is just from Lynn McCurdy. Does Jason ever sleep in? <laughs> oh, so, by the way, we will have Doug. Before we go any further with that, Doug will be our guest in two weeks. Nice. Oh, just let you know. Yeah. Awesome. And so we're going to ask him about that too. He may ask you to buy him. Like dinner and, and a, a, a beer before he does business with yeah. me. But, so what's yeah, your? Uh, we're gonna press him for that, like we always do. What's your normal morning there, uh, Jason? When what's your normal wake up time? <laughs> I hate to say it, uh, you know, I usually get up <laughs> about three in the morning. Woo! 
Yeah, it's pretty crazy. But, that's crazy. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's oh my word. That's that's crazy. Oh my word. It's a vicious cycle. I think some of it is my own fault because I drink <laughs> so much coffee. That, oh yeah, yeah. Um, it doesn't <laughs> allow me to sleep that well at night, and so, uh, and then I'm just always I have art projects going on that aren't even train related. Mm-hmm. And uh-huh. so there's just so much that I'm excited about artistically that, uh, I just find it hard to sleep and I just, uh, am excited to get up and I'm not one to like, I'll wake up in the morning and look at the clock. And like I said, it'll be like three, three thirty, And I'm not one to sort of roll over and be like, uh, you know, I'm just going to lay here for like 30 minutes and then I'll get up. As soon as I, my eyes open and I look at the clock. It's time to get to work. It's just, to, it's time to get out of bed. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I just get up and, uh, you know, get to it. If I did that, right, your mom would kill me. Oh yeah, I know. <laughs> oh my God. So, because uh, she's a light sleeper, so I would make her. I would wake her up. Oh, she'd be asking what's wrong with me. Uh, I'd probably have to go to a doctor for that. <laughs> <laughs> for the injuries you sustained. What's that? For the injuries you sustained from mom. Yeah, it might be. It might be. <laughs> I might get hit with a broom or something. So. Get back in bed. But anyways, that wraps up our questions for the week. She doesn't sound like that, for the record. <laughs> for those of you who know her and probably will talk to her, don't don't tell her that I made her sound. Nah, like they that. won't say anything. <laughs> like a cartoon, a nasty cartoon character. <laughs> well, that wraps up our patron questions. So yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was, uh, lately, it was lately, I keep thinking too. Like, okay, well, what's the next video going to be? So I'm constantly mm-hmm. thinking about that too and thinking about what the next build will be and how I can turn that into a video, you know? Uh, right. So that's a lot of my thought process now. Sure. But, yeah. um, well, that's great. Yeah. I, I honestly, we haven't done a video in a long time and I was, um, I, you know, it just life gets in the way. I know you had some stuff coming on, going on there for a while too, and uh, I'm glad to see you're putting videos out again. That's a, it's a, it's fun to watch them. And I, like I said, I can't wait to watch your newest one, which I still have it. I looked at my phone here; it's still telling me I got to watch your video. So um, I'm excited to see what that one's all about. Um, so what's well, your? I have. Oh, go, oh, ahead. go ahead. No, you go. Go for it. Oh, I was going to say that I have two teenagers at home so that really takes up a lot of time and uh my daughter is planning this is her senior year and she'll be going off to college uh so Mm -hmm. there's just a lot involved with that so sure yeah life is certainly busy oh yeah no desire from your either of the kids uh working helping you with the layout no, no, not really. Uh, my son is so into computers and electronics. Well, that's good, though. Um, that's where his passion is. And my daughter is um, artistic. 
Uh, It's just different. You know, like right now, she's very heavily into cosplay and making costumes and sewing, um, that type of stuff. Um, She does draw. She likes to draw and stuff. But it's still art. She's very focused on school and her grades. So, That's a good thing. Maybe yeah. Something, yeah, maybe someday. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so what's up okay. next for your... Uh, give us one last thing here. What do you have next for your layout? What's your next big plan? Or what do you want to move on to next? Well, actually, I need to take a small break from the layout because I'm working on a new kit with uh, Jeff Grove who owns Carolina Craftsman Kit. Mm-hmm. And Ooh. we're doing a, a wharf kit. Nice. And it's um, two, it's actually four structures, but we're going to sell it as two separate kits. So Kind of like you did with the other one. Yeah. Yep. We'll just yeah. divide it up. Um. So people have the option of buying them separately or just buying the one, or they can buy all of it together to build one giant scene. Um, and it's a very big project. Uh, the buildings that sit on these piers are actually two-story buildings, but there's a, a pier in the middle. So the pilings will go all the way up. Mm. Um, I don't and you'll be able to see that in my uh, newest video I show you. Uh, so I did a mock-up of what it's going to look like, and I also show you right. a drawing of it. So um, that's going to be coming up really, really soon. Um, I do have a project that I want to do. And again, I show it in my new video, and it's a – it's three buildings that are all in a row and one is a diner and there's two stores uh, next to it. And one will be like probably a little seafood uh, restaurant. And then one will be a combination of a new stand slash uh, cigar shop. Okay. A seafood restaurant. Now there's something that I have not seen much done is a seafood restaurant. You see, you see seafood markets. You see seafood, um, you know, buildings or buildings where they process seafood and canning companies and all that. But we never see a. You never see anything. Uh, uh, you never see a. I, I haven't seen a seafood restaurant sold anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. And even so, I have some names that I'm been kicking around and I know for the diner that's right next to it it's a 24 hour diner and I think it's going to be called like Seaport Cafe oh, cool. Seaport Diner uh, so everything is sticking in that um, nautical theme you know for the area that I'm in right now on my layout nice so, nautical, nautical theme so well that's for sure <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> nice and, and I love buying anything that's a nautical theme and I'm almost to the point where I buy things that have a nautical theme and uh, and then I realize that I'm running out of room for nautical room and I need yep. to move on to things that are non-nautical above the, above <laughs> the harbor 
<laughs> they change into but, something but else. Yeah, but it's too tempting not to, you know? It's, yeah. it's you know, you, you got to. You kind of want to, it's something you want to do. But Yeah. Damn. It is so, so incredible and I guess almost humbling for me because so many people will send me private messages with photos of their harbor scene or uh, of a building that they're working on that would be, you know, in a little seaport or sea town area. It's so cool to see all these people doing that type of stuff. Oh yeah. Uh, I just love it. I'm so grateful that all these people will, you know, reach out to me and send me these pictures and, Mm-hmm. And show me what they're working on. Uh, I just, I love it. Cool. But okay, well, I gotta tell you guys, I am in the point here in my day where I need to wrap <laughs> it up. Yes, and I'm not gonna be here very shortly. I actually gotta get up but, early for work too. So, and uh, but it, it, you know, Jason, we covered a lot of ground. We talked so much stuff. We didn't even really talk about our layout. I know. Yeah, and what I was we've been just doing. Gonna say that. Uh, yeah, man, I really... it's okay. You're the guest, baby. <laughs> we talk about our shit every week, uh, you know. But man, so, your harbor scene—I've—I uh, got to tell you guys, I've just—I really get inspired when I see the pictures that I do of it. Oh uh, yeah, well, the the group the grouped pilings that you have and the little um, no wake or little—I think at one time you did a I. I the speed limit sign, I think that's in a circle. Yep, yep. It says um, like five knots or something. Is, yeah. Yep. Yeah. There's so many great ideas uh, that you guys have incorporated into your layout. Well, thank and you. then seeing seeing um, uh, the newest structure that Brett's doing, the, uh, the terminal. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Man, just inspiring work. It's, it's oh, he great. just... Sent me pictures today of the livery stable of that, and what, cool. he, I don't. You didn't post them yet, did you? No, I didn't. I didn't put them up yet because I didn't they're want sick. to. I, I want to finish something. Are, it's a sick job. You, you, I mean, in a good way. I only and put up. Also yeah. lit up underneath the underneath the the bus terminal itself has that concrete thing with all the pillars. Yeah, I saw that. That was such a shame. LEDs in there. It was such a shame that the walls I did. Have all those cool signs and stuff, um, but the way it sits on the layout and pretty much anyone's layout wouldn't allow much light underneath to see that. It would be dark, uh-huh. so you put you do all that work and then it's underneath this dark tunnel. And I thought yeah. I gotta light that up. I gotta put a light or two underneath there. Um, and in real, I mean, in, in real life, you would have an underpass like that, a large underpass like that lit up. So even in the daytime, in a city, a large tunnel like that would have some kind of a light in it. Oh yeah, that's great. Yeah, without doubt. Man, your layout will be so detailed, like with that <laughs> new boxing gym, Todd, that you did. Oh yeah. I mean, uh-huh. all the two of you have all these great detailed structures. That man, when it's all done and comes together, it's going to be super yeah. detailed. We're getting there. Our biggest issue right now will be 
I don't know how long it's going to be until I get to actually go to work on that layout because I can't get it out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but, yeah, it is what it is. So I'll just keep building stuff and, and we'll get yeah. this damn thing. I'll have so many, I'll have so much stuff done that <laughs> we'll be able to, add, we'll have to add another section of layout on until him and I are both done. Uh huh. But, yeah. So. All right, so. Jason. Well, Anyhow. I got to wrap this yeah. up because we have early mornings tomorrow. So. Yes. For sure. All so, right. Thank you guys so much for for having me on the show again. <laughs> I know. I truly appreciate. Again. It. Well, we we love all your work, and you're a great guy. You're you're and, like and a, the, you're like a uh, like a brother to us. And again, I feel so, like we didn't cover we, we, half the stuff we so could much. have. Likewise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. All right, Jason. But. You ha- got it, my friend. Have a great one, and stay happy and healthy through everything. All right. Happy modeling, everyone. Happy modeling. Happy modeling.